to the end zone. He goes with Sammy. Boyd with a great bait. Touchdown, Todd Hopkins throws to Boyd. Clean means touchdown throwing the team tonight, and he's got another one. Welcome back to the Taj Boyd Podcast. Hope all has been well, my friends. Look, I'd be lying if I said I thought we'd make it this far, but we have. We started from the bottom, and now we're here. It's game week. We got NFL football on Thursday. We got Clemson football on Saturday, and I couldn't be more happy. I'm happy for all the football fans. I'm happy for all the players that get a chance to live out their dreams on a week-to-week basis. Now the question is, will the whole season be played out? But, hey, you can only control what you can control. And we're not promised tomorrow anyways. So I'm excited to see the sense of urgency that these players will compete with. Joining me for a quick hitter is a former teammate of mine. He was my blind side. And for the people that aren't familiar with that term, he is my left tackle. Brandon Thomas, all right? Now, Brandon Thomas was my lookout from the day we stepped on campus, and he's carried that into a solid NFL career to date. We talk O-line and continuity. We talk about the disciplines and complexities of being a frontline warrior. We have a good time. I hope you guys enjoy, and remember to subscribe to the Taj Pod. Here we go. Because I mean, at this point, if you would have told me that we would have football season, I was very reluctant about it, to be honest. Very pessimistic about the season actually happening. And so we're here. We're game week, at least for college football. So it's exciting. Well, I'm, I'm pretty excited, too. I didn't think we were going to have it, to be honest. And then even even now, I still feel like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to try. We'll put it like that. I mean, the boys going to put as much as they can on film. If they make yeah. it the entire season, cool. If they make it five games, I'm just as excited. Because, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of like, you know, look, they're going to play six, eight games. Something's going to happen. One of the homeboys, is, his girlfriend's going to go out. She's going to go to a party. And then she's going to be with her friends, and then they're going to be kicking it, and then he's going to get coronavirus, and then the next yeah. the rest of the team going to get it. I mean, something's going to happen. Something crazy like that's going to happen. I mean, if you look at Tennessee right now, I think they, they sent some of their players home because they had it or whatever, or they canceled practice or something like that. And I was like, dang, this early before the season actually even started, like who knows what's going to happen? You know, them boys, they're young. they still in, they in college. I mean, yeah. And that's what does it else do? At that point, like, we're trying to make them pros. And to some degree, like, there's some professionalism in which they their approach to the game, you know. But there's still, still amateurs in a lot of different ways, you know. You know some yeah. of the guys that's in the pros still conduct themselves like, you know what I'm saying? Like they back in college, yeah. Right, 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 you know. So to expect these kids that come in straight out of high school and be like, hey, I need you to be a, an adult. It just don't work like that. And it's too much to put on them, to be honest. Like, like, I was talking to one of the coaches, and I said the only thing that you could really do, which would probably be uh, – will get you in trouble in some sort of legal way, is to lock these kids into the facility and say, hey, I'll bring you whatever you need, but we're going to be stuck in this one location. And I don't know if that's if that's something dealing with ethics or, or morals or, again, it's within the Constitution, but that's the only way to ensure a football season. You can't, you can't necessarily do that, so – no, you can't do it. The new boys will go crazy. You try to do something like that. Hey, look, if they play it out, then you know I'm wrong. But if they play it out, I'm I'm happy for them. You know, I want them to play it out. I because I I miss football, bro. I just I really miss it. But I just I don't see it. I I don't see them finishing the entire season or 
they might have to like take a like a two week hiatus, you know, and pick back up or something like that. Something crazy gonna happen. Uh, but we'll ha- we'll have to see. Yeah, which is why the whole Big Ten situation is odd to me. Uh, one, I'm I, I disagree with Coach Sweeney's stance in that, you know, whoever wins, they should have a national championship. I wouldn't have a national championship game this year if all conferences weren't included. Yeah, because are you really the champion like of all the schools? You know, you you gonna have that asterisk right by and yeah. shows that you know. Yeah, you're gonna be UCF out here, you know. Yeah, right. By the way, you know. And so, you know, along those lines, man, one, you know, the idea of spring season never made sense. And then now you're talking about the Big Ten and the Pac-12 potentially starting at a later date. And I'm like, look, you can't have these kids playing until February just because you started late. Uh-huh. So you just cut the season in half say, we're going to get what we can just to get some kids some opportunity to, to do what they love and get some film. And um, it's, a, it's it's chaotic, man. And it's every, a crazy time. It's a shit show. And it all started up and in these leadership positions, and nobody took a stand, and they were all waiting and filling it out, and some people made a move, and some people didn't, and that's no. when you get mass chaos. Should be ridiculous, man. Look, man, we um, there's a lot of clumsy people that listen to the show, and since you were a superstar left tackle here, current NFL tackle, we talk about the continuity of the guys up front, the big nasties, right? Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of work, bro, to get these guys to gel together, to make you the unit, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, one, you know, what was it about that group that made it so special when you were in school and even now? Two, what are the challenges that you face when you have, you know, one – senior guy or, or a couple guys that know what's going on, but you got three new rookies in there pretty much and, and trying to get them up, caught up to speed. And to, for them to be confident in themselves, one, for you to feel confident to be able to rely on him when, when shit hits the fan. I mean, I don't know. Back, back when I was there, you know, we had guys, um, you know, going out with each other all the time, like whether it was like, uh, mind you, this is – we're all – it's a different time. Right. Uh, of course, no coronavirus, none of that. Um, we were bowling, you know, playing basketball at pools and stuff, just hanging out together, you know, uh, becoming a unit. That's how an offensive line gets together, you know. And then we just – that's how we became. We became close. Um, and that, mean, that meant a lot, you know. Um, and then my senior year came around, uh, and then we didn't, we didn't have that. We, it's kind of similar right now to what I had my senior year. Yeah. It was only me, seniors, it was me and Shatley. Yeah. And Shatley was still new to the line. I think he was like his second uh, second year being on the offensive line, second, third year being on the offensive line. Uh, so it's kind of like the same, what they got going on over there. Um, it's just leadership, man. You, you, Those guys, they, they had it. You know, they had like eight, all ACC guys, you know, first and second team the year before. So – they saw how you're supposed to do it. You know, they had the older guys showing them the way. Um, and I think they'll they have that going into this season. Um, it's it's going to be tough because they didn't spend a lot of time together. It was just that short amount of time with the, you know, the camp or whatever. But I think uh, Caldwell is going to, you know, do his job, bring those guys together. Because uh, the room, obviously the line room is pretty tight always, yeah. right? Uh, you can't have a loose loose room and people, you know, dissing each other and not liking each other. But, of course, that's not offensive linemen anyway. 
You know, we, yeah. we're a group. We stick together. So I think they're going to be they're going to be close, and I think the leadership in the room will take hold. Uh, you know, guys like uh, Jackson out there, you know, he, he'll take it. You know, he's been there. You know, he used to fill in for uh, Mitch Hyatt all the time. Yeah. And I think him is going to be a big part, you know, in that room and taking leadership. Um, and, yeah, I think those guys will step up, and they'll be all right. Yeah, because, I mean, like, uh, who do we have? We had Isaiah Battle. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, had course, we yeah. had battle. We had uh, what? My senior. Yeah, it was battle. We had we had um, mm-hmm. we had starting out. We had uh, right right tackle. We had Gil. Yeah, he was right there. And then we had Shad at right guard, and then Ryan Norton, and then uh, Beasley and Kayla. You know, they was they was rotating in and out, and then they uh, they had me uh, behind me. There was a uh, Shaq. Jack Anthony, right. um, it was uh, Jay, backup center. Yep. Uh, dang, who was the backup right? I think it was – I think K-Line was like flipping guard. Joe Gore. Joe Gore is over at No, time. Joe Gore, he was backing up Gil yeah. at right tackle, right? And then Battle was back – well, yeah. Well, no, did they move him to guard? I think they did move him to guard, right guard. Back then, because then after I left, they moved in the tackle. Right. Yeah. Uh, battle was behind. No, battle was behind me. All right. So we got a lot of injuries coming up. So we was like flipping. It was, stuff was crazy, man. It was like because Shaq was behind me for a minute, and uh, and then battle was behind me, and then Gift got hurt, and then battle had to go to right tackle. Right. You know, it all started in the LSU game when Gift went down, uh, and then that next year. You know, it was just that's when that's when battle flipped over the right tackle. Um, it was just crazy, man. We well, let's talk about that too, because one, our there's a there's a continuity that I want to talk about. You know, even and shaping these guys up and whipping them into shape as far as you know what it is that you expect from them. But like, you know, most people don't realize that like they think that, that the position is interchangeable. That you can go from left tackle and go straight to right tackle, or you can go from right guard to left guard. You know, everybody's the same thing. They're just blocking. Talk to us about that. Man, that ain't it. That ain't it at all. You got to think about technique, uh, footwork. It's all you got to think right side and left side. You got to flip everything in your mind, right? right? Uh, it's tough, man. Um, I remember the LSU game. I don't know if you recall this, but like after I think it was the first quarter, Giff went down. And I was at left tackle. And then I ain't played – I ain't took a snap at practice at right tackle. Yeah. And then they had to – they flipped me to right tackle throughout the rest of that game. And I was like, all right, I got it. Because, you know, I'm one of the older guys. But I'm like, all right, let's go. I had to flip everything in my head. It was, it's tough, man. Like, and then – because you, 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 you practice something every day. Um, and you just run through stuff, run through stuff, run through stuff. Uh, especially in college, too. I mean, I think they do it now. They have guys playing different positions now because Coach Caldwell, I saw that, you know, the years after me, he had guys going in and out, yeah. you know, playing different positions, you know. But back then, you know, we didn't do that. <laughs> we didn't do that. We just had our position, you know. Um, but I think it's – I think guys have to now, anyway, in football, guys have to learn how to uh, play different positions because one guy go down, you got you to gotta get the next best man up, and then he has to know – what position to play, you know, he has to be able to play different positions. So that's tough. Yeah, I would, I would assume though, because I mean, generally speaking, like you're more athletic than ninety five percent, 
and I'm not saying that these linemen are athletic because they are. Like, shit, I couldn't do what they do, but you came in as a tight end and yeah. transitioned into a tackle. So, you know, you had to shift your whole mindset even then. But, I mean, like, you talk about, you know, switching everything in your mind, and people say, well, that should be simple enough. But I remember Ray Lewis saying something in Hard Knocks one year. Or they asked him how the hell he, he was able to play so long. And he was like, look, he's like a kid might run it, come in, you know, running a 4 five forty. He's like, but he get on the field and he's thinking and he plays five flat. He's like, yeah. I run five flat, but I'm so evolved in my thinking that I actually play four five, you know. And mm-hmm. so even in the NFL level, as you got to that point and you get so accustomed to the lingo, the terminology, you know, the sets in college, how was that transition as you got to the league? I mean, I, I, I caught on pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's like, coaching I guess when you're in college you you have to have like a decent coach you know um but I caught on pretty quick um but a lot of guys don't I mean that's why you see a lot of guys like not making it as often as well I mean you gotta learn how to catch on quick and and because the game don't slow down for you you just gotta catch up to the game you know they talk about the speed of the game uh you Ray Lewis you know a lot of guys you know you fast you're moving in college right you get in the league, you like running slow. Guys running yeah. by you, you know. It's just you got to catch up to the speed of the game. Um, a lot of guys they just don't. I mean, I don't. I don't mean to knock like Tebow because that's like my boy. You know, I love the way he used to play in college. But guys like that, you just see struggle. You know, yeah. um, but it happens. You know, it just happens. And and you can you can adapt to it, or you just don't. Well, and I think you know, it was crazy now, especially even in the quarterback role, even just in the offensive uh, thinking, you know, the terminology. You know, for so long, like the players that came from from college to the league, they had to adapt to whatever environment that they went to, got drafted to. And I think, you know, just recently, the last four years or so, you know, we're starting to see these coaches say, hey, like that's not going to work. We can't maximize our players' talents if we're forcing them to do too much. And so let's readjust the way we're thinking this through and let's try to help us help them. You know what I'm saying? So um, hopefully that's where we're trending. I think that's where we're going. You know, I think so. I think, I think so. I mean, you, you now look at football now. Yeah. With, uh, the quarterback down uh, New Orleans. Like, you you only see that. You don't see people doing that a lot. But now you see guys, like, adapting to the player. And it's like, oh, he has to adapt, you know, to us. But you, some teams are using that. You know, they're using the guy like, oh, that guy's athletic. Let's yeah. use him a certain way. Now, if they – because you think about it. Tebow, man, like, he should have made it. Yeah. He, he should have yeah, – like, sure. if, if they were using – they can use him like they're using that quarterback down there. Like, oh. no doubt. Before his time a little bit in that regard. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's all it was, is just timing and then the team taking a chance on him, you know? Yeah, right time, right place. And that's the unfortunate part about it. I mean, shit. I mean, you look at the kids now, man, that came out. No rookie mini camp. Mm. No preseason games. You're talking about bad timing. Like, it just, and it just the tip fell where they did, man. It's that, that was their fault on them, you know. Yeah. Most teams are just going to keep guys that they know that are familiar with the system, you know. Unless you're unless you're a, a, a capital investment, you know you got drafted in the first three rounds, and mm-hmm. GM can't be wrong that much because if GM making bad business decision, then his ass is out of there. And so most of these kids get benefited of the doubt right off the bat, just because like you got a three year lease. Show me some shit. That's exactly what you got. 
you got a little you got a little time on your hands before they be like, all right, man, well, show us what you got, you know. So. Yeah, man. I tell you though, man. Like, you know, if you're talking to kids right now, you know, as they as they try to figure out, you know, how to navigate the step or a guy like Mitch Hyatt, you know, who we all thought I thought he was going to be, yeah, you know, drafted, you know. That draft shocked me, man. I thought he was going to be like first two rounds. Gage Cervenka, you know, guys like this. I mean, what do you, what would you tell a guy like that, man? Just keep your head on straight. Keep grinding, man, because. You know, you, you keep you, you keep grinding. Things will show up. Things will be there. Um, I don't want to sound like you know a Bible thumper, but like you know, you got to keep faith in it. You know, um, and just keep grinding and just just believe in yourself and your game. You know, you're a baller, and just go out there and just keep doing what you can do. I mean, if they can't see it, another team will. You know, so damn, that's the truth too, bro. I mean, plus, I mean, there's going to be other leagues. And, and look at guys, man. My friend Mike uh, Purcell, he was grinding. We was out in uh, San Francisco together. Um, they cut him. He was out for, like, a, I think a year or two. And then he played in um, the XFL. Yeah. And then he had a – he showed out, you know, and then he showed out and then he got back in. He's like, oh, that guy can really play. Like, yeah, he can play. He didn't play any difference than – you know, which like from the league to the XFL, he was just been playing, you know, grinding. It's just, it's all, it's, I mean, it's politics too. I mean, that's that, that really what it is, but it's just football in the end, right? right. That's why you just got to keep grinding, do what you can do, uh, control what you can control, and then let the chips fall, uh, fall where they lay. You know, it's like they said, uh, I've been watching The Wire, you know, rewatch it. Great show. You know, the boys, they you bringing that back, huh? And it was like the game is the game, bro. <laughs> Whether it's the drug game, it's the yeah. game. The game is the game, man. And so don't try to complicate it. Yeah. No, that's what it is, you know. So I, I mean, look, I hope these boys play a full season, man. I want to see something out here. I want to see some shit. I hope Ohio State and Michigan, even though I don't think Harbaugh, I think Harbaugh would rather had the year off, you know, to save himself some face over here. But bro, I he was talking about all that junk. He don't want to play, bro. He he don't want to play. He just be talking, man. I'm like, yeah, put put me in, coach. Like, no, bro, that's not. That's not. Man, the he on the hot seat. I don't know though. He on the hot seat. I think he. I think he trying to prove something now. You know, maybe he think he got it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know though. Well, I mean, like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, if I'm an administrator. Like, how can I really say? How can I really fire a guy amidst all of this? Like. Even in the, even if they go and they do play and they win five games, I'm like, man. But it was – you got to make excuses for him a little bit, you know. Yeah, but what what year is he on his contract, though? Shit, I don't know. He's still making like $8 million a year or something like that. Yeah. He get paid way too much for him to produce the, the results that he does, bro. But he got talent up there, too. What's going on, man? Oh, it's the coaches around you, bro. You got to check that. That'd be, man. It's the damn hat he wear, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> so the pants, bro. Yeah. The pants. Damn, boy. You know. <laughs> Ain't the hardball hard member. But look, man, I got fantasy draft coming up in five minutes. Appreciate you, John. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even I'm know. Gonna have to start, I'm gonna have to start. Do you you got your own league or or you go? Uh, yeah, I jumped in with a, with some Wake Forest boys. I called up. I've been I've been trying to get some inside info. So I called Breland up the other day. Like, yo, 
And I was talking to Sammy. Sammy's like, bro, I'm not, bro, I'm, I'm the best receiver in the league this year. I'm like, shit, bro, how he looking, man? He told me one thing. I didn't know how he looking in practice, though, you know? Yeah. If, if he looking like what he say he is, he going he gonna to move up the board for me quick. You know, I'm taking Oh, oh all right. So that's what you t- you, you take, what, would you go wide receiver first? Um, I'm not trying to give out your secrets or nothing. No, no, no. I'm just trying to learn because I ain't, I ain't no. never done fantasy, so I'm just trying to learn from you. See, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I probably, you know, like I might try to go Mike Evans. Like, ideally, like number one pick is Chris McCaffrey just because he does everything. I was about to say, I'll go running back first because you ain't got a lot of, like, right. running backs that can give you, like, some numbers, you know? Yeah, so I'm thinking McCaffrey. I'm thinking the kid at the Chargers, Eckler. Okay. What about uh uh um old buddy down in New Orleans, the running back? What's his name? Kamara? Kamara? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, He's gonna give you some points though. He's gonna give you some of them. When I was talking to Trey the other day, you know, there's been a lot of conversation with him about contract, but he's still gonna play. And so, you know, he wanna get paid. So he's gonna do what he's gonna do. Um Ooh, Bryce Love at Washington maybe, because they just let AP go. They got a kid coming in from Memphis. But, like, Dwayne Haskins still young. But they got – I don't know, bro. It's, I got to try to get McCaffrey the best I can, bro, just to save myself a little bit. <laughs> Give up the damn house, you know. How you got to decide who picked first? Is it, like, draw the hat? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Crazy shit, bro. It should be, it should be interesting. This is a pay league. And ain't even – you know, usually, like, you get first, second, third place. You know, at least you get some some consolation prize. Yeah, none. Homeboy's like, bro, it's first place or nothing, bro. We ain't doing, we ain't doing participation trophies. I'm like, bro, but can I at least get my money back if I get second? Place? Yeah, right. You come in second place, get my money back. Tripping, bro. Nah, yeah, I'm gonna have to join one though, man. Yeah. Let me know how that one go. I might have to join that. Well, this year is gonna be more odd than anything because all it takes is, you know, because what happens if a guy gets COVID? You know, his ass ain't out. Oh so yeah, that's my whole roster and that chart. Usually, I don't really pay attention, like. I draft Jameis Winston, just let him do what he do. In this league, though, like, interceptions count against you. Because Jameis will go out there and throw for 500, bro. Yeah, or throw for 500. Throw damn 10 picks, too. Yeah, you feel me? Like, I was just like, I could literally. Like, <laughs> damn, you might as well damn pick Josh Rosen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like when I played with myself in a video game and couldn't even complete a screen pass, I was like, shit, bro. <laughs> Well, look, all right, let me get out of here and get to this draft. I'm going to hit you later, BT. Appreciate you, always. Yeah, bro, take it easy, man. Appreciate you having me on here and just chatting it up.